Welcome to the Life in the Low Country podcast with Justin and Lauren. Where we talk about life, business, and all things weddings. Hopefully we can even help you find your favorite vendors. We're two Air Force veterans turned wedding photographers whose goal is to bring intentionality and authenticity to every experience with our clients so they can truly shine as themselves in every photo. Let's get going with today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys. We have a guest in the studio. I say studio loosely. It's our guest bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy rigged. (laughs) We have Mara Allpart here today with us. She is the owner and lead designer of Sweetly Floral Design in Charleston. So welcome to our home. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. This is amazing. (laughs) I really like the name of your guys' company. Oh, thank you. That's got a good good ring to it. (laughs) It kind of just like comes off. Yeah, flows. Uh Yeah, I love it. We'll probably ask you later, like, where that came from. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just hop right in. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. So I was born here in Charleston, raised in Mount Pleasant. My So my parents are divorced. So my dad lives in Edisto and mom in Mount Pleasant. So really ran the roads between the two. Spent a lot of time in Walterboro as well, where my grandparents lived. So now I live in Hollywood, which is just um, on on the on the coast of on the way to Edisto. So you really like you know all of the Charleston area. Yes, yes, I know. I, I like I said, I run the roads ragged. I feel like so <laughs> I can I can run the roads with my eyes closed. But yeah, uh, now we live in Hollywood. Actually, my husband and I have been been with him eight years and we have a three year old son together and just, you know, loving loving life in the country. <laughs> when you guys moved, what made you want to move out to the Hollywood area? Well, so we we originally wanted to be in Mount Pleasant, but of yeah. course, housing prices are insane crazy so and we had two dogs at the time which we have two dogs now but uh, one of them one of them passed away we really wanted a house with the yard that was just not doable and not pleasant with our budget yeah so um my sister who's actually a real estate agent she you know helped us find really one of our our dream home i would call it because it's on an acre we've got plenty of room from our neighbors and it's just a really nice um, community out there and, and very friendly people really it, it's growing. It's, it's up and coming you yeah. know, and, it, and it's still in Charleston County. So we get, get to go to the library and all the, all the fun things that Charleston County has to offer. Yeah. yeah that must be nice. I, I wish we had some land. Yeah. Especially for the dogs. Yeah. We live on a 10th of an acre. So <laughs> 10 times that size would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It would be really nice. Come on out. Y'all can bring them and we'll let them run around the backyard. Yeah. Luna would lose her mind. <laughs> she would. That's our little pity. Yeah, yeah. She she would love that. And Oakley would get lost. <laughs> and she would just pick a spot like the farthest away and sunbathe all day. Yeah. Oh. And then refuse to come home. Yeah. She sounds like me. <laughs> She's a sunbather. She's something. That's what she is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, Sweetly Floral. How did that, how did you get started? So... So I work at MUSC full time. So pre-pandemic, we were in the office. So moving out to Hollywood, our front yard, we had these amazing hydrangeas. And I would just clip a few, bring them in, you know, in a mason jar to a coworker when it was their birthday or they just got engaged or, you know, had a baby or whatnot. Just start bringing in flowers to coworkers for fun. Also would walk down to another florist downtown and, you know, go in their cooler and pick a few stems and had a really awesome, helpful 
you know, shop owner that would be like, Hey, this is how you do it. Um, so she was, she was a really sweet, uh, older lady that was just super helpful and just willing to give me advice. And so I would come back to the office, you know, give, give my coworkers flowers. I had a coworker ask me, Hey, would you ever be interested in doing my wedding flowers? I was like, well, what are your expectations? Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope they're really low because you realize I just cut hydrangeas from my front yard or, yeah. you know, go down to the, go down the shop down the street and just, you know, do a little ditty. But, um, but no, so I, I really, I, I was, I was so nervous, but did a lot of, you know, YouTube university and teaching myself and just practicing and Heck yeah. did her wedding in June of 2018 really liked it did another one of my coworkers the next month this, this was a young group of, of uh just newly engaged folks and so really just caught the bug from there i was like i really like this environment and i so i grew up in working in food and bev my family owns a pizza restaurant so i'm so used to like adrenaline yeah in in work right. versus what i was doing at my desk job was opposite of adrenaline that normal nine to five yes yes so my the biggest adrenaline rush was getting a parking spot and then (laughs) coming home right like that was like the most excitement but no I so really just caught the bug from that and I was like maybe I could make this a little side hustle you know and it just kind of grew from there that's crazy (laughs) so I mean what's insane is what you're doing now you never would have guessed a couple years ago that you would have been doing it that you just kind of stumbled into it yes. you're, something that you're just doing um to be nice to coworkers, <laughs> right? and all of a sudden now everyone's asking you like you do a really good job at this do you mind doing it for my wedding mm-hmm. or whatnot and then saying oh my gosh I, this is a passion i really like it yeah i, I love that yeah i would have never thought it <laughs> that's the opposite of like i feel like lauren and i where we were taught a profession did yeah. it for years for the military and then from there kind of fell in love with it you know it wasn't it was like we didn't stumble upon it it was kind of forced on us <laughs> Because yeah, of the military. A little bit. <laughs> and we just were lucky that we loved it. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. That's an awesome story. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I love y'all's story too. That's amazing as well. Thank you. Yeah. It's unique. Everyone's is unique yeah, it in is. its own way. Yeah. Every single yeah. time we talk to people, we re- we realize that everyone's story is unique and it allows you to remind yourself that, hey, like my story is unique. It's special. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So that's what we love about doing this. So 2018 was the first couple of weddings that you did. How did things kind of evolve from there? Like when did you like officially become like a business? So you mentioned earlier, you know, you love my name. So <laughs> kind of from there, I was like, well, hey, maybe like I'll start start branding this and like make a Facebook and an Instagram. And so that's kind of how it grew was finding the name, kind of figuring out Say, saying so many different names out loud and figuring out, oh, I really like the way this sounds. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, developing the Instagram, ended up getting on Wedding Wire and the Knot, paid for, you know, like a subscription on there. Yeah. Um, so that that really helped grow the business to what it really is now. So um, really, oh gosh, I, I would say, you know, just figuring out like, the marketing piece of it was really like a major part of like how I got to where I am right now. Yeah. And then now I've, I feel like I've been able to kind of pump the brakes on marketing because of that, you know, that initial work doing yeah. that. You have a name recognition it's now. Like and self-sustaining. Yeah. Are you finding that a lot of your uh, current and future work that you're getting is from planners and, and whatnot? Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so lucky in the sense that 
y'all know there's so many amazing uh wedding planners here in charleston yeah, yeah. i've gotten really close with a few of them um and and they they refer me a lot to their clients and then i'll just have a lot of word of mouth have friends of friends and of course you know being in our 30s we're everyone's getting married right yes. so 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 much word of mouth and recommendations is such a big part of my business now yeah so. you started doing them in 2018 was it like you came home and like told your husband like hey I'm gonna start doing this floral business thing what was like your <laughs> your husband or your family's response to that they were they've always been so supportive and I I really I come from a, a really long line of hardworking people um so family business has been kind of like throughout our family tree. So my grandpa started a business and, you know, passed it down to his sons. And then my, my dad started a business that my sister and I worked at and had cousins and whatnot work at. So they've all, they were all really supportive and they, you know, the entrepreneurship kind of runs in our blood. So everyone's just like, yeah, do it. Like, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> so that no one really expected it to be flower arranging, but it's kind of funny how that evolved. So, yeah, that's so important that they have family support you and your, in your endeavors and taking that risk. Cause I, I, I can imagine so many businesses that never happen went down that path because family mm -hmm. didn't support them and maybe talk them out of it talk down about the, the risk involved and, and yeah. all the other factors that can go wrong with it. So right. having people in your corner, uh, I think is very important. Just the ability to see your vision. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, and now and you were telling us before your family is very intertwined in what you do. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So my sister is a real estate agent, realtor, but she, her schedule is really flexible. So she's become my floral assistant. So I've been able to train her and really teach her, you know, the ways how to do setups and breakdowns. So she'll even do some solo setup and breakdowns and she's starting to work with flowers and be able to arrange stuff. So, um, so that's been really awesome to have her as my, 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 my go-to girl. Yeah. And then my, my mom actually allowed me to convert her room over the garage into my studio. So it's a home studio, That's awesome. but it is, um, it, it's really allowed me a place to come with my son and she helps me with my son and I can work, you know? So that's been so major. Like, I don't think this, this business would be as successful as it was without their support and helping with my, my kiddo. So it's yeah. been, it's been major. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even a solo gig. It's a, it's a family affair. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. My mom's of, like, it's a family business. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like it. And um, we're going to need to get the information for that pizza place at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so rest in peace, Buck's Pizza oh, at no. Edisto Beach. So it's, it's closed now, but in its heyday, well, actually you can still get Buck's Pizza in West Ashley. There's okay. one on Sam Rittenberg and it's amazing. We're going to have to check it out. I, I like to joke that pizza is in my DNA because <laughs> I, I grew up on pizza. That was like what my dad would bring home was, you know, leftover pizza and then working there all, you know, all through high school and college in the summers. <laughs> I've consumed a lot of pizza. A lot of pizza. <laughs> well, we love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I convince Justin to make me homemade pizza. Oh, yeah. That's a great skill to have. It is. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I, people people love it. They come over. I'm like, I'm going to make you pizza. And they're like, oh, okay. You're just going to pop some frozen thing <laughs> some in the DiGiorno's. Some pre-made dough from yeah, Publix. They come over and I'm actually making dough from scratch and we're buying, you know, greens from Publix and the, ugh. 
That's so homemade good. pizza is amazing. It's the best. But we're not talking it. about pizza. Sorry. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> we got our it. <laughs> Are you looking to upgrade your website but aren't quite ready to drop thousands on a custom website designer? Then you should check out Square Muse. Square Muse has custom designs for photographers and creatives who use Squarespace. They have a library of beautiful designs that are easy to customize and build yourself. No CSS or coding knowledge required. You can use video tutorials to set up yourself or hire the Square Muse team to take care of it all for you. Visit a link in the show notes and launch your new website today. So kind of getting into the topic of the episode today, we know you're super passionate about keeping your couples on track with their budget, but still being able to provide them with, you know, quality, beautiful, unique florals. So tell us like some of the ways that you can give your couples tips or alternatives to kind of keep them on track with that budget. Definitely. So that is a major piece of what I do. I will say like I'm very budget conscious with my couples. I try to make them see the bigger picture. So I love that we're going to talk about this. So um, I want to preface this by saying these may seem like a no brainer to my fellow wedding vendors, but so many brides, so many couples come to me and they're like, I have no, I've never gotten married before. I never, I don't know what I'm doing here. So, so I try to just, you know, hold their hand, walk through it, give baby steps. So we've got five ways. Yes. (laughs) I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure I remembered. So So repurposing ceremony flowers for your reception seems like a no brainer, right? But a lot of people don't think about that. They're like, oh, well, my, my altars, it is what it is. And my, I'm all, I'm all, oh my God, aisle markers are just, (laughs) you know, tied on or, or placed there. No, bring those with you to the reception. So either your wedding planner could be the person that would transfer them. They, you know, they may have a helper with them or you can hire us to come and, and do that transfer. Um, so we would basically just stay on site. We kind of be in hiding and then we can help, you know, move the flowers, which often they aren't crazy heavy. So planners typically can, but that would be something you'd want to work out with your planner and make sure that they know because you don't want to hit your wedding planner with like all these last minute tasks because they invoice yeah. right for every little thing. So, yeah, I, I love that. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone recommend that say that before, because yeah. how many like arches are like backdrops have we seen that are absolutely beautiful gorgeous right but you're only at the ceremony space for like 30 minutes 20 minutes to an hour depending Mm -hmm. and then people just kind of move on to the reception and then it's like over so I love that exactly so in a a few weeks I'll actually be at the creek club at ION thinking about you know just just if you can kind of visualize there's an art there's an altar up there with a structure the arrangements are actually attached with zip ties or wire or whatnot. So you can come in and just simply cut those off and place that on the mantle or place it on the sweetheart table. So it's its own little thing. It's, you know, it's got either wire or a a foam base and you can actually just pick it up and move it. So it's really nice. I think a lot of couples don't really realize that they're like, Oh, it's just, it's, it's this thing. They can't, it is what it is, but yeah. no, we can reuse it. We try to repurpose as much as possible. Yeah. So. Is that pretty user friendly? Do you design the florals so that it's just plug and play that, that they're tied together in a way that you just clip them off of the altar and they're already preset to be put on a mantle somewhere else and whatnot. Yes. Okay. Yes. I do try to do that because of that. I, I talk with so many brides about, Hey, you know, this is a great way to save some money on an, a separate altar arrangement, right? Just 
clipping it off and putting it right there and it looks like it's made for each spot so it's really nice and the altars you know I reuse so I make sure that you know nothing's like stuck on there or anything permanent. like that so yeah, yeah nothing permanent exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah I do too just because and what what's cool about that piece of advice is it's cutting on their budget without cutting on their experience aesthetic. or what or except yeah what they're getting you know it there's a difference between cutting corners to save money but then you're losing out on experience and then just spending more money wastefully when they can just use something that they're already spending money on so i, I really yeah i think that's great yeah i think that's an awesome piece of advice yeah absolutely i know and, and people really don't think about it like i said so many couples come in and they're like got married before I don't know what I'm doing here so let me let's walk through this so I kind yeah. of explain that and it's always funny like doing that initial com- consultation because people are like I don't I don't I never thought of that so it's, yeah. it's funny to you know kind of get that yeah. and we've yeah. had couples tell us that I mean I'm I remember talking to a couple recently during consultation when they brought up budget and they mentioned, oh, you know, we don't care too much about florals for example and they actually said florals you know we don't need altar uh, flowers and then you know in the ceremony like with the bouquet and then at the reception and whatnot because they had the state of mind that they had to purchase separate all florals yeah. for mm-hmm. all those spaces and if, if i had known that piece of advice i would have said well i mean you could still have it this really beautiful setup and just have it transplanted throughout the day you should be like here you can talk to mara yeah <laughs> send my way and also another thing i will say is we're in the low country. It's so naturally beautiful here. So I often tell couples, depending on where their location is, where their ceremony is, you don't even need any flowers. That's such a gorgeous oak tree with, with moss. Like you don't need anything more than that. And honestly, yeah. like y'all know, the focus is on the couple. So yeah. you're capturing that. You don't need a bunch of florals to take away from, from y'all at the altar. Yeah, that's very true. Especially like a lot of the outdoor venues and they're like on the water. Less is more. Right. That being said, you do make some beautiful florals. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I feel like so many of my advices are sometimes counterintuitive to like marking up things. But I, I just want to be so transparent because I, I know we're all on a budget, right? Life is expensive lately. So yeah. <laughs> just want to be conscious of all the other things. I'd much rather people spend a lot of money on photojournalism. That's really cool. Capturing your day and like yeah. getting getting the full picture, right? That's so important. Yeah. And, and I think that kind of running your business in that kind of way where you're being conscious about the client, I think drives more people to want to work with you because they know you're not just trying to nickel and dime them to death. Like yeah. you know, you're, you're being friendly to them. You're trying to give them an experience. They can trust you and your advice. So in the end, not trying to upsell everybody makes you more money because you're just going to get more clients. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> So, okay, so another way, being open to substitutions. So many people get like married to a certain flower and they're like, oh, I'm obsessed with peonies. But they're only a certain, you know, a, cert- a few months out of the year. Right. So I recommend, you know, garden roses are just as stunning and they're year round, which is really nice. So just being open to substitutions, not, you know, not having a closed mind about what you specifically want, especially considering you know, of course we get the up close pictures, but we're mostly getting farther away pictures. So no right. one's really zooming in on your bouquet and, and saying, oh, she doesn't have a peony in there. So, right. And I, of course I do ask, you know, brides, like, is there a significant flower to you? Is there a really special flower to you? Is there one like that you must have? Some brides do have, but some are like, I have, I don't care at all. No so yeah. I, have, I have no preference whatsoever. So, um, so that, that is really nice. Like 
being being flexible and open and understanding that flowers are seasonal so yeah so that's another way is you know if you absolutely have to have a peony maybe we could look at a very high quality silk just an idea so that's one way or excuse me second way and then again counterintuitive for me to say <laughs> but filling in the gaps with candles is a really budget-friendly way especially considering I can I can rent you candles I have a whole closet full of <laughs> <laughs> so it's a ton of candles and also wedding planners have a lot of candles as well yeah so that's a really you know cost-effective way is renting those candles not having to deal with them in the night you're not packing them up you're your mother, your future mother-in-law isn't packing them up and you're, you're just renting them. They can break them down at night. It's one less thing for you to worry about. So filling in that extra space with candles, with votives, with, you know, floating candles, all kind of fun things. There's just so many alternatives to, you know, create like a romantic vibe. Tablescape. Yeah. Tablescapes yeah. are just, there's so many options and people kind of have like certain ideas about what their table should look like. But I think really like, you know, opening your mind to, there's, those are the ways to create this vibe that we want. So yeah, being well, open I, to that. I think the candles, it just creates a vibe, like a very, sorry, a very romantic vibe in the reception space. You know, when everyone's sitting down having dinner, the lights are a little bit lower and you're just kind of like by candlelight. It's really nice. I love it. Yeah, I do. And like I said, uh, it's, it's counterintuitive for me to say <laughs> as a florist, but it's just a great budget friendly way to just add stuff to your table that you don't have to worry about breaking down or gifting or whatnot. So that's my, my third way. And then <clears throat> my fourth way is just don't overthink it. I'm being sappy here, but <laughs> zoom out. What's the bigger picture? At the end of the day, you're spending a day marrying the love of your life with the people you love. That's what's most important about this day. I would much rather you spend more money on a, a photographer or a videographer, like capturing the actual event versus going above and beyond with flowers everywhere with on your welcome sign or on your aisle markers or what whatnot. I feel like people kind of get lost in the sauce sometimes, especially with, with social media, right? We we compare. Yeah, we compare. We get kind of inundated with this like Pinterest worthy wedding and again just just zoom out what's the bigger picture here you're yeah. marrying your partner right yeah so. that's what we tell couples a lot is when they start to feel that way I just am like where did you like why do you feel like you have to have this because the photos that you saw on Instagram or Pinterest were were probably a styled shoot yes like most I feel like unless you just have a crazy budget like most you know typical weddings like average wedding People don't have the budget to do something like that. That's such a good thing that you brought up about the styled shoot because so often, I, I love this about the wedding industry that we do these styled shoots. It's great for practice. It's great for content. But at the end of the day, those florists are often doing that for free or for, you know, for their own content, right. you know, getting. So, so I think people kind of get like, oh, I, I want to do this, but they don't realize like what's the price tag behind that, yeah. you know, that major installation or that hanging arrangement. So, so yeah, I think, you know, just putting the focus back on you and your partner and saying, hey, at the end of the day, y'all are going to be married. So try yeah. not to, you know, get too lost in the sauce. Yeah. Say. Well, in like 10 years, you're not going to be stressing out because you didn't have the certain flower at your wedding. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. As beautiful as they are. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's hope that they're not stressing about that. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, exactly. And then last one is, this kind of seems funny to say too, but 
y'all know I'm actually helping my sister plan a wedding. Um, she's getting married next year. And there's all these little gifts you have to get people, right? Yeah. So I really encourage my brides to say, or, or you know, couples to say, at the, end the, at the end of the night, you know, I want my mother-in-law to go home with this arrangement or my grandma to go home with this arrangement or all the bridesmaids take home their bouquets or this particular in-law or family member that's been helping me, you know, plan and throw parties and showers gifting them the flowers because oftentimes the arrangements that I will make will won't be in like a, a vase that I need to uh, that I need to get back so they can take them home so it's another great way just to save money on additional gifts is to gift folks flowers and they can enjoy those for days to come yeah. so it's just just a nice way to it, save money on all these gifts you're buying just give them the, the flowers from the wedding right so yeah. that's another I mean, little tip and it I mean in reality it's a very expensive gift because flowers are beautiful but also not super affordable yeah and the, and then there's a purpose to them you're, you're not it's just a meaning yeah well that you're not just throwing them away at the end of the night they yeah. get to continue their use that always makes me a little sad yeah i know when they're like breaking down like weddings they're just tossing and flowers. they just throw things away it's yeah. like it hurts me a little bit, a little bit. i know <laughs> it's like, oh, this is so same. pretty <laughs> same so that's actually and we can talk about this later but how the um power of flowers class came about was was because I, I was seeing that happen to my own business was at the end of the night, no one would take their flowers home because maybe they're traveling. They're not, they don't live local and they were right. just going back to the hotel. They have nothing to do with the flowers. Most everyone was traveling. And so they would just throw them out say, Oh, throw them out. I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how the sustainability piece came in for me. I was like, I, I need to really somehow. So I'll talk a little bit about that when we get to that section, but yeah. just talking about like the, the aspect of don't throw them away try to get as much life and happiness from them so let's just chat about it now okay so tell us um what that is how I know you kind of said where it kind of came about but just t- tell us more about it I'm really passionate about getting the most joy out of your flowers right don't just throw them away so kind of from that was my day job at MUSC. I work with a service grant called SC Safe Seniors. So we provide mental health support to older adults that have been victim of elder mistreatment. So one of our main uh, initiatives is community outreach. So we, um, you know, of course, the pandemic did not allow us to go to senior centers or senior living complexes. So this past year, we've been invited back with the folks and we're able to do outreach again. So one of the ideas that my coworker Teresa and I came up with is, hey, let's develop a flower arranging class that is really mindful. We are breathing. We start our class with a breathing exercise, getting really giving getting everyone really relaxed and just encouraging people to be creative and not judge their arrangements and say, hey, it is what it is, right? It's just flowers, just like so many things in life that we get really upset about or really stressed out about, say, it's just flowers. You can take them out of the vase and you can repurpose them or you can just scrap it totally if you don't want to, you know, and pick it back up tomorrow. Kind of from that, we we developed this power flower classes. So we go around to different senior communities and host that class. And we do it on Mondays after wedding weekends. So what I do is, you know, Saturday night, Sunday night, break down that wedding, put it back in the cooler. And then Monday we come to, say, out here actually at Somerville Senior Center, we'll be there, um, or the West Ashley or downtown. We'll go there and we'll kind of lay out all the flowers and 
and we just let the the um, older adults just kind of pick whatever they want. So we kind of start with our greens, talk about like our foundation, and then our secondary flowers and our fillers and our textures, and then we finish with our focal blooms. And it's just such a fun class. Like I I get so much joy out of it. I I will say I love kids, but older adults are my chosen population. <laughs> I've just always been drawn to older adults. It's just kind of like where my heart is. My my grandparents were such a big part of my life. So I think that's maybe why I'm so drawn to older folks. I feel like they're just, they just, they have it kind of all figured out, right? And even if they don't, they have, a, you know, equipped to, to smile about or something or a joke to share, you know? So, so yeah, so that's been a big part of the sustainability aspect is these flowers are not going into a landfill. They're getting repurposed and they're getting, bringing joy to these seniors in the community and they're getting to learn a new skill. And they're also, you know, benefiting from that cognitive activity that's really major for brain health right like we need to stay engaged stay active there's a social aspect to it they're with other people doing it yeah I love that it's so much fun y'all should come sometime yeah (laughs) that sounds really cool is that something when you're working with your couples that you ask them like hey do you want to opt into like donating your flowers when they're done for this so no because I just do it yeah so um so you know of course I've I really wanted to find a way to marry both my jobs because working two jobs is, you know, Tough. it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to juggle. So I was like, how can I, I, you know, transfer this kind of into, into my day job? And and that's kind of how that came about. But, but no, I, I don't, I don't promote it enough, I think, because yeah. I, I have had people that are like, that, that's so awesome that you do that. Cause I'll, I'll post about it on social media, but I don't necessarily talk to my couples and say, Hey, after your wedding on Monday, I'm going to be at the seniors. And I don't, necessarily like tell them in the consult Mm -hmm. but I will like post it on social media so I need to do better about that I will say like because because it is I think a lot of people do like the value of hey my flowers aren't just going in the landfill they're actually getting repurposed so I I think a lot of people do value that and like that yeah I think people would just they would feel special to be a part of it you know yes just to feel like a small part of of being like helping people yeah and I think people would opt into that because yeah I I think most clients probably go into the wedding thinking that the flowers are just going to get thrown away anyways. And we live in a world where I would imagine the majority of people want to see the things that they're using being repurposed and not just thrown away. So presenting that to them, I'm sure most of them would love to opt into it. So knowing that what they're paying for isn't just going to the waste the next day, that there's someone else that's going to benefit from using them as a resource. So yeah. What's the feedback that you've gotten from people about it? On the flower classes? Yeah. They love it. I've had, oh my gosh, I'm going to start crying, but I actually had one older lady that, you know, after class came in and said to Teresa and I, she's, she said, this, you don't, y'all don't know how much this meant to me. I'm battling cancer and I just got some bad news and this is what I needed. This brought a smile to my face. And that is something that really stuck with me because at the end of the day, like that's, that's my, my purpose in life is to to bring joy to people. And I, I know that in, in all my life, I've just known older adults are my, my people, my chosen population. So I, that's just something that I, I just have on my heart every class that maybe we won't have a person that comes in and says, hey, I'm, I'm battling cancer and have, you know, going through chemo and this is changing my life. But even if it's just a simple smile that they can leave with, like that means so much to me. So, yeah, that's awesome. It really feels like you're like living in your purpose 
and like you're getting to do what you're passionate about. You're bringing joy to other people. That's that's awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm hoping to my my long term goal is to eventually step back from my day job and and do florals full time, and hopefully launch a Power of Flowers class, like offering it regularly and working with lo- other local florists. And if they have you know their leftovers, their scraps, if they weren't going to use them or they were just going to compost or throw them out I'll I'll pick them up and I'll do the flower class the next day so that's kind of what I'm hoping maybe in the next year or two is is to launch so that's my that's my long-term goal knock on wood because you know God likes to laugh when you say (laughs) I have a plan I have plans yep (laughs) and I don't know that what kind of business entity that would be but I'm assuming some kind of non-profit but if that was something you that officially set up I can I can imagine floral florists all over the county oh, yeah. and, and the low country area would love to opt in on that. And then if you had like a full-time staff in a way doing mm-hmm. classes every single day all yep. over the low country, that'd be such a cool legacy to leave behind knowing that you started something that no one else started, no one else thought about. It would be so cool. And yeah. generations from now, that's still maybe possibly around and you know, you're the founder. Oh, that'd be so I, cool. I hope so. That That's my goal. That's my dream. I will say, cause I, I want to, I, I need more work-life balance because working two jobs, it's, it's been tough. hard. It's yeah. been really yeah. tough and being a mom as well. I'm, yeah. I'm just learning how to set boundaries for myself and, and manage my time. And I'm like, something's got to give here. I need, I need to make a move. I need to make a change and yeah. <laughs> life needs yeah. to slow down a little bit. Well, please. running, running <laughs> business, I think one of the common lessons that any business owner learns is setting those boundaries. You learn very quickly that time, there's not enough time for amount of things that need to get done. You really need to put that left, right lane in, put those boundaries and know when to hang the hat up on the wall at the yeah. end of the night. Lauren, Lauren needs to learn that lesson. She'll work till like midnight sometimes. I can't help it. Well, but, and I think it's most people who start their own business, like entrepreneurs, they're ambitious people, right? And so we just don't know when to call it. Oh, you know? yes. We, we just have all these like ideas that we love and we want to accomplish and we like make these unrealistic timelines. Right. I guess I shouldn't say that everyone does that. I do that. <laughs> no, I, I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> we need a support group over here. Yeah, seriously. I, it's like five o'clock. I'm like, okay, it's dinner time. I'm done working. Yeah. Lauren, you need to stop. Step away from the computer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I feel like so often we're kind of, you know, drilled in our head, you know, production, like we are not functioning if we're not producing constantly and yes. like setting a hard five o'clock boundary is so hard to do, but so necessary. Yes. So yeah, it, it's hard. I, I feel I'm, I'm like both of y'all in a, in a good day. I'm, I'm you on a good day. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it varies for sure. Yeah. A lot of lessons. There's a lot of lessons. <laughs> you right. Know, you live and you learn. I'm, I am very curious. So you told your story and how you got into florals. Did you have any, and I don't know how else to ask this, like, like professional <laughs> scientific background in florals so how hard you like florals you had them in your yard you're cutting them you know very simplistic kind of way of of handling it how hard was it to learn the the professional side of it getting to know all the terminology the science behind florals and whatnot colors all that stuff right arrangements so I'm I'm constantly learning I will say I'm I do feel like an amateur and it was funny filling out like you know just thinking about questions coming here and you know, you asking me and I'm an expert and I feel like so, such an amateur to say I'm an expert, but I, I will say I'm constantly learning. I, I am self-taught. I watch a lot of videos and tutorials and take a lot of classes, online classes, and I'm constantly, I, 
I will often just go to the wholesaler and go to the market and just look at flowers and try to like memorize names so I can talk with my brides and be very confident in like what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm very passionate about teaching myself, I will say. So that's been a big part. No, I'm not formally trained. And sometimes, sometimes I get a little bit in my head because I know there are people that are, you know, very educated in this. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be you. I just, you know, I, I am who I am and I'm, I'm learning and I'm self-taught and I'm trying to just do the best I can here. And yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, it, but I will say, my business kind of reflects that. Like I, I know who I am and I know what I'm not. And if you want a certain person that's really educated and, and has a degree or some letters behind their name, then you should go with that person. But if you want someone a little more rough around the edges, maybe like me, then let's do it. Let, that, I love that, you know, people will take a chance on me. So honestly, that's what I love about. I mean, I can't think of any profession within the wedding industry where it's like, it requires, requires it. you education. to have a certain type of education. Like that's kind of what I love about it is that if you're passionate about it and you put in the time to, to learn and maybe to find like a mentor or whatever, like you can be very successful. You don't yeah. have to go to school or anything like that. And I can imagine that education comes with time anyways. It so is. All those things that they learned in three, four years may take you 10 or 15 years to learn, but you're going to learn it eventually. Yes. The school of life. Yeah. I am. A student, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I I will say the Charleston florist community is so amazing. They're so helpful. We have a Facebook group where we'll post questions or, hey, does anyone have availability here or leftovers or tin stems of white roses or or whatever? We're, we're constantly talking and I, I really appreciate that. There's not, we, of course, maybe we are competitive, but no one is outright nasty or rude to each other we're all super supportive right so I, I do really appreciate that because I, I think a lot you know sometimes people can look on certain people like oh you're you're just like you know out of working out of your you know home studio versus I have this amazing setup and I don't know I, th- I feel like the comparison game can kind of get a little overwhelming sometimes so yeah. I just appreciate fl- florists that are supportive so yeah I think we've found that to be pretty consistent at least in the photography side of things that photographers here are the same way. I mean, Charleston being as, you know, as much of a destination market as it is, and there's a lot of wedding vendors across the board here, you would think that it would be like cutthroat in right. some ways, but it really, we have found that it's really not like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Agreed. And people are like, oh, hey, I'm not available this date, but is, and let me text a few friends. Like, that's what I love about the Charleston community. I feel like we're all like, hey, I'm not available, but let me recommend like three other amazing people or amazing photographers or florists that I I can, you'll be in great hands with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that. Are you a bride looking for a beautiful and affordable invitation suite for your wedding? With tons of different designs made to fit any wedding theme and options to customize your invitations just for you, Basic Invite is what you've been searching for. They even have the option to add on free address printing and fast shipping for every order. Visit www.basicinvite.com and use our code Justin and Lauren spelled out to save 30% on any purchase today. Okay, so last couple of things that we wanted to chat with you about. If you have any, I know there's like a couple specialties that you said that you have, which is the, the boutonniere wrapping. And then also wanted to chat about foam versus wire. So tell us, let's start with the foam versus wire. So this is kind of a newer subject that people are talking about. But of course, you know, as 
you know, you're more conscious of our environment and toxins and everyday stuff that we're eating and consuming and being around, there's been more of a focus in the florist community about the toxicity of floral foam. So I will say floral foam has its place because it is the most, it's the best medium for a a structure that you want to stay in place. And I will say sometimes I have to use it, unfortunately, especially on those windier beachfront venues or, um, you know, if there's a hanging installation that I absolutely need this flower to go right there, I have to use foam. And and that's always a bummer. But um, so floral foam is carcinogenic. There's a lot of really toxic elements in there that have been found to potentially cause cancer. Um, And actually, so I'm sure y'all are familiar. Y'all have seen that. um, I think it's called Prop 64. Yeah. Where they warn certain products may cause reproductive harm or cancer, et cetera. So that is on all floral foam. So wow. it is a very toxic substance. So I try to avoid it as much as possible. When I do have to use it, I suit up like I'm going into like a COVID unit. I got my gloves. I got my glasses. I got my mask on. So that's really, if I do have to use it, that's kind of how I am. So my preference is to use floral netting or good old chicken wire is what they call it. <laughs> um So I love floral foam, or excuse me, excuse me. I love chicken wire because it is very adaptable. You can kind of mold it to your altar. You can, you can make it, it it, it moves very well is is what I like about it. Really adaptable to whatever you need it for, which is really great. And people don't even see it because it's covered in florals, right? The mechanics behind the stuff. I, I love to nerd out on mechanics. My husband helps me a lot with mechanics and stuff like that. So, um, that's one of my favorite parts is actually doing the mechanics. So chicken wire, love it. And then using um, tubes, water tubes to hydrate the flowers is is the alternative to using floral foam because with floral foam, you soak it in water. So it's a wet, you know, it's kind of like soil, right? So it, you're putting that flower in and it's, it's giving it hydration and keeping it alive, but the floral tube just does just the same. So yeah. it's a little bit less of a life. So floral foam would last maybe four or five days without being rewatered versus a tube, you know, depending on what flower it is. Some flowers drink more, some drink slower. Hydrangeas love to drink a lot. So just kind of tailoring the design to what's going to be best. But I will say like chicken wire is the go-to for me because it is less toxic. So chicken wire and water tubes. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, neither did I. It's crazy that they can't, that there's not a like alternative product out there there are there are they're not as great I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head but they're they're using more alternatives that are they look like floral foam but they're more natural organic materials versus you know the man-made carcinogenic toxic stuff that they use in there now so they're developing things they they, yeah. they recognize that hey florists you have a big you have a big health hazard in this in this industry I really had no idea that's insane mm-hmm. yeah. we've like gotten florals before from florists and Mm -hmm. they've had the foam and whatnot yes don't touch it now I know to ask yes yeah and if say you do get um an arrangement y'all at the end of the night you can just take them out and then cut that part that was in the floral foam yeah and then you know put that in a vase and so it won't like you know mess with the water it'll it'll it'll, um, extend the life of that yeah cutting the the stem awesome jeez (laughs) Mind blown. Am I, I going to get cancer now? <laughs> oh I probably have touched that foam. You, oh, 100%. Because we, we got, um, <laughs> it was a beautiful, like, floral arrangement. And it was on, like, a, like a wood arbor. Yes. 
And so it was like foam that you had to like zip tie to the arbor. Yep. So that's crazy. Yes. So, so thinking of like mechanics for altar. So instead of using a foam base, I would use a chicken wire base and then have my bucket with me and I'd have the florals already in their water tube cut to the length that I want them to kind of have the design in mind. And then on site, I would be doing it there. So I'd be keeping the flowers in the cooler as long as possible. So just being mindful, you have, you have to adapt a little bit, but it's worth it, right? Our health is worth it. So yeah. I wanted to chat about the the boutonniere wrapping. Yes. So one of my husband's many hidden talents, you know, <laughs> not, it's not a hidden talent, but he's a big fly fisher. So he he actually taught me how to tie some really cool knots, um, one of them being a nail knot. So I use it on my boutonnieres. I use a hemp twine that's I just it looks so low country when it's all together so I just I love doing that kind of wrapping versus like a ribbon wrapping I love ribbon wrapping because it's so classic compliments the bride but if you want if you're going for more rustic you know vintage look I really recommend the hemp twine and doing the cold nail knot um so it just it just looks really cool yeah it's different because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that it's usually like you said ribbon yes yeah that's awesome Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My husband lo- loves for me to brag on him. He's like, are you going to mention that? <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Right. Name drop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I have just like a side question as like from like a photographer's perspective at like a reception. So one of the things that like for us is we're always wanting to document a reception space like fully set up as early as possible in the day just because it makes our life easier. But for like a lot of times, it's not getting set up until a little bit later because of, you know, maybe the life of the flowers or anything like that. So what is like the earliest that you would typically like bring flowers out and get start getting set up or things like that? So that definitely depends on the time of year. Okay. I will set up earlier in the fall and winter months, but you're right. When it comes to the summer months, I try to get there. So typically ceremonies are like five o'clock. So I try to set my last florals out at like 3 p.m., so about two hours before game time. But that is a big issue is it's just so hot. These hydrating just do not like this humidity. Yeah. Um, and Or, you know, I'm, I'm sure y'all have seen these clear tents that it's quite literally a greenhouse. Humid. Is, the hill I will die on is do not get a clear tent because <laughs> it is so hot and humid. It's probably like 20 degrees hotter under that tent especially depending on what month you're at and what, right. what the weather's like and the florals just don't like that. Right. Nobody likes that. So, um, so yeah, I don't get a clear tent, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, tr- I try to set up about two hours prior um, okay. or be out two hours prior. So the photographer can, can do their work and get those detail shots. Yeah. That's something I'm just always curious about. Because in my mind, I'm like, huh, flowers last forever, right? I know. <laughs> I, I wish. Forever. <laughs> I know. And I, I, yeah, I wish they did. And, and I will say some folks, like, depending on, like, if you are really set on getting married in July, I encourage you to have an inside reception. Yes. Because I actually recently did have an out, outdoor reception and ceremony and. Oof, the flowers were not happy by 5 p.m. Yeah. Nobody's know? happy. No one's happy in I'm July. Happy. They're not happy. <laughs> Your hair and makeup artist is not happy because yeah. grandma's not happy. No. <laughs> I feel like some of the people who are typically choosing those months are from out of town and probably don't realize just how hot and humid it gets yeah. Absolutely. And I get it. I, I will say I do love a summer wedding for the fact that life is a little bit slower you know, people's schedules a little more flexible and rates sometimes are cheaper. Yes. So I, I do appreciate that. I think summer weddings are amazing, but you just have to, 
you know, be conscientious of don't let your, you know, your groomsmen, your bridesmaids, bridesmaids pass out, you know, because it's going to be hot. It's going to be toasty. <laughs> yeah. so, or your photographers. Yes. <laughs> That's why we don't work during the summer. I know. We usually will take either July or August mm-hmm. fully off. Same. I've, I've taken August off and it has been amazing. It, it's yeah. been good for my mental health, my physical yes. health. I just, I needed a break. Yeah. So. You need a break. You need to like mm-hmm. pump yourself up going into the yes. fall. Yes. Listen to your pregame music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you said before you have 19 weddings going into yes. this fall season. Yeah, that's really cool. So how yes. far in advance should people be reaching out to you? So What's funny or not funny is COVID really changed the game for like how soon people reach out. Yeah. I get some people that reach out to me like a year and a half in advance, yeah. which wow. is awesome. I appreciate that. If, if they really want to work with me, I love that. I really appreciate that. I, I like knowing farther in advance. I'm a weirdo because <laughs> um, I, I love live by the calendar, right? Yeah. So I love that. But I, I would say ideally eight months is a good, is a good time, um, especially for those those more popular months like May or June. June's pretty popular, even though it's getting kind of toasty. October, November, super yeah. popular. So if if you know you want to work with a certain vendor, reach out as early as possible. But I would say eight months at the minimum because y'all know Charleston's such a hot market. So yeah. floors get booked up so quick. So yeah. eight, eight months is good, I would say. Everyone's getting snagged up early. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. We're getting um, inquiries for 2024 already. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Yeah, it's and insane. I actually, I whenever I talk to to clients, I tell them book your photographer first because if you have a photographer in mind, like that, they're they're making the magic happen. They're the ones y'all are the ones capturing the day. Like they're y'all are in my opinion the most important people. Thank other you. than the, other than the couple, but y'all <laughs> document. <Stabable>. <laughs> I have so much respect for photographers because y'all people do not realize how long of a day y'all have. It is a long day. It's a really long day. I mean, I have a long week, but at least it's a week to prepare and right. the setup is fairly easy because I've done so much prep work. But y'all are on site. Y'all are on your feet. Y'all yeah. are doing. Y'all are talking. Y'all, y'all do so much. So I just I appreciate photographers so much. So I don't know how some uh, photographers that like every weekend is a double wedding weekend. I don't know how they're right. doing it because I usually need like the whole next day. It, to me, it's like a hangover. It I, is. I have to like get it too. sleep and just lay Prop on the couch. Feet. Yes. Yep. Snuggle with the puppies. Exactly. She needs a greasy hamburger <gasps> like the whole day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. And I've actually talked to like multiple photographers and everyone has said the same thing. After, when you get to like the reception part of the day, it's like the first time we get to like sit down and maybe eat something. There's just, I don't drink a lot of soda, but there's just something like, sitting down and having an ice cold Coke. Yes. This is not sponsored, but maybe it should be. <laughs> right? <laughs> like It just tastes so good. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I need something bubbly, with a little little bit of caffeine yes. in there, a little bit of car- caramel color. Yes. Never hurt nobody. <laughs> it tastes so good, right? Uh, yes, it Moderation. does. Moderation, yes. Yeah. Does. Oh, my gosh. favorite is when the groom comes up and he's like half drunk and he's like, Justin, take a shot with me. Oh, yes. right. I'll have a Coke and a shot. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. It's the best. Yeah. You're the boss. Technically, if you want me to drink with you, I will. I know. Hey, you get a little artistic after a shot, right? Yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. feel that after a little something. I feel <laughs> Get the creative juices. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like it's, it's kind of taboo to do that, but no, like I think that's, 
warranted by the in the night you know and yeah. we're all adults here right yeah as long as the couple is cool with it and yeah. if they're the ones asking then yeah right yeah, yeah. And we just work with i think a different type of clientele we some of the older vendors when i say older i'm maybe just anywhere between 10 years and older we've had conversations where like yeah i, I'll, I would never i drink would never any, yeah any. like it's very mm-hmm. black and white and taboo and yes. i'm like that's strange because every wedding i've worked the bride and groom come up and say, have a drink. Yes. Have you tried our specialty cocktail? Like you have to have it. Or like we get ushered over to the, to the bar and there's like the groom and all his groomsmen. And yes. he's like, Justin, Lord, we're, we're, you're taking like they're adamant. Yes. You're taking a shot with us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know who you're working with because mm-hmm. all the weddings we work with, it's not weird in any way. Yes. Now, granted the, the bar doesn't give you anything on your own. Yeah. They're, they're very clear cut about yes. that but yeah it's always been the groom or the or the bride saying hey let's, yeah. let's do this mm-hmm. together i yeah. love it yeah we love yeah. it too it's communal it builds community right yes yeah. i agree but we put a lot of hard work in into developing a relationship with our clients so exactly. it makes sense that they might want to take a shot with us yeah a little, fun. maybe a little different than some people do mm-hmm. do work some would say better <laughs> yes <laughs> i would say so you're so funny well, Mara, how can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? So I am on all the all the grams, <laughs> Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Oh my gosh, it's geriatric millennials on TikTok, <laughs> um, Facebook. Um, also, just emailing me sweetlyfloral1 at gmail dot com. That's the, the number one, and then also just give me a phone call 843-708-0686, and we'll just chat. I love just chatting with folks. I love video conferencing. Um, I also love meeting in person. I just, I like to build a relationship with brides and get to know, get to know them and, and also just like kind of tailoring the experience to, to, to what, who they, who their personality, you know, who they are and what their personality is and, and their, their potential partner. So, yeah. So developing relationships is always fun, right? So it is, it is. It's one of the coolest parts about our jobs, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think that's at the core of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Thank you. I absolutely loved it. And I learned some new things, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Woohoo. It's yeah. been a great conversation. <laughs> new things to add to the wedding guide. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we just bought some. Dang. Yeah, we just finished it. That's okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Till next time. See ya. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review or screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram at Justin and Lauren. You can also find us online at justinandlauren.co, that is .co, or submit your podcast ideas with an email to justinlaurenphoto at gmail.com. See you next time. Hey.